Sorry, my microphone or audacity just gave me a weird pop-up. Anyway. The audacity. The audacity of audacity. The audacity. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Never Made Varsity. Happy Easter or late Easter, late Passover. Um, since both Passover is... Over by time no, Passover is still going on. It's still going? Look it's at eight, y'all. It's eight days. <laughs> it's going on till like, basically the end of times. I was about to say, it's like, we'll see when this episode goes up and Passover <laughs> might be over. Uh, my name is Colby. You can find me on Twitter at Colby Complaints. What's up? Happy Easter. Happy Passover. My name is David Rivera. I am very full. I just had a full plate of turkey and plantains and rice and black beans, and I'm starting to fade away slowly. So if I'm extra <laughs> quiet on this episode, that's why. You can find me on Twitter at DRivera1222. Hello again, everyone. It's your boy, Maverick. You can find me on social media at heartbreak double underscore kid. Hey, everybody. It's Tom Nook's newest slave. Uh, and you Ooh. can find me on Twitter at Aaron P. Friedman. If you need anything, I got you. You need fruit, I, I got you. You need some iron nugs, I got you. <laughs> I appreciate it. I have not unlocked the airport yet, so I don't think I can connect with other people. Not but yet. But I paid off my initial mortgage today. I mean, I started playing today. I paid off my initial mortgage about 10 minutes ago with the Nook Miles. Good. So yeah, the next thing, the next and most important thing to do is start donating uh, bugs or fish to mm-hmm. Tom Nook, and you should donate five. And yeah, then I tomorrow, I did that like immediately, and I yeah, put so you'll the, get in the museum. Yeah, I put the museum down already, so it's coming Perfect. tomorrow. I think. Good. Yes, that'll open That's- up a lot um, because you'll get a couple of recipes from Blathers. Uh, that'll help you like navigate around your island because like you don't have the vaulting pole yet, right? Correct. So he'll give you the vaulting pole, and I think he'll give you a ladder so you can get up to the cliff sides uh, somewhere nice. on your island. So, uh, what was I gonna say? Oh crap! Oh yeah. It, well, it, your fruit. So your what's your island's fruit? What is your apples? Okay, so we're both apples. If you need any, I have lots and lots of cherries, so I can bring you cherries or pears. Okay. <laughs> um, do you know what flower is on your island? Like what your natural flower is? I have no clue. Okay, mine's roses. So if you need any roses, mine is not roses. Oh wait, okay. I planted two of them. I don't remember what they are, but I can tell you they're not roses. It's roses, windflowers, high, high, I can't remember. I can never pronounce it. <laughs> and then uh, pansies, I think, are the, I think those I, are the kinds of. Uh, I think it was the second one, but I don't remember. Got it. It's a fun game. It's yeah, I really like it so far. It's good to pass the time. I played hide and seek in the museum a couple of days ago with a couple friends, and it was fun. Good times all around in quarantine. <laughs> I have dug into Final Fantasy VII the remake a little bit. My first time ever playing Final Fantasy, any of them. What a choice! It's been fun. the um, The combat's a little wonky. I think the original one was was it turn based? It was yes, it was turn based. It had an action bar. What's it called in your? Is it A B? Uh, A B T. A B T. The original also had an A B T, so you had to have that fill up 
as well. Um, but this is obviously real time, more like Kingdom Hearts than, you know, Final Fantasy VII back in, you know, the late 90s on the PS1, which was mostly turn-based. But um, you can switch over to quote-unquote classic, and the combat's actually easier. If you play on, there are three game modes, like the battle difficulties are classic, easy, and normal. And classic, the enemies have the same health as easy. So for the first time in my life, I'm playing on the hardest difficulty. <laughs> it's, <laughs> a, it's slightly difficult. You know that's how I feel. So I've been so other than uh, Animal Crossing, I've been playing through uh, Doom Eternal since that's the other game that came out on the same day as Animal Crossing. And I played the first one back in 2016. I've played the original back on PC way back when. Uh, so I was like, all right. So I've I've played Doom for a while, uh, and I have no hesitation saying that this is my favorite first-person shooter that's come out in the last, like, five, six years. I love it. It's so fun. I have a great time. Uh, my heart pounds every time I pick up the controller because it's not, like, stressful. It's just very high-octane. Like, you are zipping around, and you are you feel like a tank, and it's fantastic. And it's But it's also a solid challenge because usually I pick, like, the normal difficulty, but this one has... Uh, whatever the easiest difficulty is and then it has Hurt Me Plenty which is like the normal and then it has Ultra Violence which is like the hard mode and then it has whatever the insane difficulty is and everywhere that I read is that you should play it on Ultra Violence so I, I'm playing it on Ultra Violence and I'm actually making it's a, it's a good balance between challenging and also still feeling like you can rip through literally everything so you've played Final Fantasy 7 before right? I have yeah yeah is it about climate change? Like, is this a climate change game? It is a huge. The the theme of climate change is massive. Like you, you're 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 uh, you're basically with an eco terrorist group, really. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. mean, apparently. <laughs> yeah, you're, that's what I. You're with an like, eco terrorist group. Into the game, I was like, oh, I'm bombing this <laughs> this factory that's yeah. like sucking up resources. You're trying to re redistribute the life energy of. Uh, Oh, what's the town called? I know Shinra's the corporation. I can never remember. Midgar. There you go. Mm-hmm. Um, very Norse up in here. Um, but yes, yeah. Environmentalism and uh, and eco-terrorism, and <laughs> eco-terrorism is, is very prevalent. I did not know that was what... I knew nothing about Final Fantasy VII except that everyone liked it, so... It's a staple. It's like one of those, like... If you caught it during its original run, it's like you're one of those life-changing games. Uh, I never had a PS1, but I did catch a port of it later. So, but I, I still love it. It's fun. It's a good time. So, we have a whole bunch of questions. Not a whole bunch of questions. So we do have questions <laughs> that people sent us and we would like to answer them would y'all like or at least i want to answer them do y'all want to answer them i want to answer them andrew told me that he's listening this week and if we don't answer his questions he's blocking all of us i was actually i was gonna do his three first so (laughs) i did not need to fret now i kind of don't want to do it Uh, (laughs) it's like an ultimatum Uh, ultimatums never end well let's start with sports first uh what is the best way for the mlb to go about their season 
I assuming amid coronavirus and my answer is um don't <laughs> yeah like wait well like it depends on your definition of best I guess but like well, so there's to put some context into it there have been rumors going around that the MLB might have their season with the leagues being the Cactus League and the Grapefruit League, which are the spring training leagues, and divisions geographically based within those. So it would change your division and who you play and all that. And, like, you would just play games... Arizona, right? Arizona and Florida. Mm. And you would play games, like, just within those locations. I don't know. I think it's a complex issue because I want baseball, but teams make their rosters in part based around their home stadium. Like, they get guys who the stadium that they're at play to their strengths, and a lot of teams have their spring training stadium as models of their home field, but not all teams do, so that changes a lot. And also, you're going to lose a lot of in-stadium revenue. You're going to lose all in-stadium revenue because you're not going to let people go to these games. Granted, the TV contract is where the real money's at, but, you know. But it's not like it's no money. Like, a substantial amount of revenue comes from admissions. Yes. I, it just all feels so precarious. Like, if one player tests positive, you have to shut it down. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think that baseball is the easiest sport to... One of the easiest sports, probably the easiest big four sport. Yeah, I was going to say the easiest sport is probably golf. Yeah, golf, I think you could, in theory, do. Like, there are golf courses open across America right now. My dad and brother golfed yesterday. It's yeah, my easy dad to went golf. golfing. <laughs> it's easy to golf and maintain physical distance. Baseball out of the big four is probably the easiest because it's the one where you are the entire time, except for when you're on base, staying away from people. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like this all depends on how quickly we can get widespread rapid testing. Mm -hmm. Or at least antibody testing, because, like, if you can prove that, or if you can get people that have had it already, that have that built-in immunity already, or people that were asymptomatic that had it but never figured it out and they get that antibody test and they're like, oh, I have immunity to it now. Uh, like, that'll help start that first wave of people getting back into the, the workforce. And if it's a sports thing, like, uh, until we have a vaccine, I don't think we're ever going to be 100% positive. Like, it's not going to go away until we get a vaccine, I don't think. So I think the best second option is you, you do widespread testing and you do antibody testing. Either... Um... I mean, to go along with the antibody test, you see either we get a vaccine or literally over half of all Americans have had, have, um, have or have had the coronavirus. Because it'll, at that point, is when it will only start to dwindle because literally... There will be no one left. The, the, the number of people to infect will be less. Smaller, yeah. So That's the whole herd immunity thing. Right, am I right in that? Part of it, yeah. Part of it, yeah. I'm not a smart person. <laughs> if I say something that's wrong, the, just tell me. The concept of herd immunity is basically that you vaccinate enough people that the people who aren't 
able to get vaccinated aren't at risk because the odds of them coming into contact with someone that's infected are very low. So that's more like what we're doing with staying at home is more akin to herd immunity to where a large part of the population can't get infected because they're not interacting with people or the odds of getting infected are much lower. Got it. Right. Come to Never May Varsity for all of your coronavirus information needs. I, I did enjoy how Dr. Fauci is America's point guard. Did you see that picture of him playing point guard back in the I day? I did see that picture. <laughs> he was balling up, playing like a <laughs> Pistol Pete out here. <laughs> New York point guards, man. <laughs> they mean business. <laughs> I would have paid to see him. I would have. I would have paid to see him at Rucker Park. <laughs> Tearing them up. Uh, he also asked Andrew. Also asked, what sport is the most hurt by the coronavirus? I think it's hockey. Really? Because the thing about basketball, I think it's either hockey or basketball as far as like big four sports. And with basketball, there are probably enough basketball players that have a basketball hoop and like something resembling a half court at their houses. At least the stars do. That they can, once everything's good to go, you can get back going a little quicker. In hockey, you have to be on the ice. It's not like a bunch of people have just, like, ice rinks at their house. <laughs> That's a valid point. I was yeah. thinking about it from a financial standpoint. And even from a financial standpoint, I would agree with you that out of the big four, it's probably hockey. Because I think hockey has the least widespread following out of the four sports and they are missing their season right now. Weren't the playoffs supposed to start like recently? Around yeah. Now. Yeah. So, yeah, I can see that. I think I mean, I know that the NFL is the biggest revenue maker and technically they haven't been affected yet. But if this stuff starts running into like November, December, they're in trouble too. In extension, I would also say that college football might struggle more, both from a a caliber of play standpoint and also a financials aspect. Because if these college athletes aren't able to get onto campus to have training camps, it's a lot different from being on a professional sports team where the sheer talent and stuff like that is just going to show through. Whereas these guys, if they're very raw, they're coming into a college program from a high school program, the play might not be as well. And also for a lot of schools, the football program is the main revenue generator. And so that would therefore like bleed into all the other Olympic sports as well. Yeah, I am very concerned about like the old dominions of the world that play Clemson and that funds their athletic department for the entire year. <laughs> like, Let's say that all the Power 5 schools only play their conference schedules. All of those um, G5 and lower schools aren't going to get that guaranteed money. And that can wreck entire athletic departments. So, we are not... I, I mean, it's so far out. It's almost a little silly to try to guess when... This could be Sports. this could be over by next month, or this could run into next March. Like it's that drastic. Yeah, 
It really can't. And I mean, until we get like widespread rapid testing, we really we can't know how long. And I've heard that may, maybe some hospitals are going to stop testing people who are symptomatic and only test people who are asymptomatic and just treating everyone with symptoms as if they had coronavirus. Mm-hmm. Which the, we need to get more people who are asymptomatic tested. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Because right now, all the tests are being saved for the ones that are symptomatic. And, you know, those people that a lot of the times are going into the hospital either for intensive care or, or other reasons. And at that point, it's like not looking good anyway. All right. One more Andrew question, but just so we are ready for the question after this, um, <laughs> pull up the um, the picture of the uniforms. We're going to talk about that next. But for now, uh, they say now is the best time to buy plane tickets. Don't buy plane tickets. This Please don't. Me interjecting inside of Andrew's question. Please. Sorry, don't Adam. Plane tickets. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Adam. Love you, buddy. Um, but. If you could book a one-week vacation to anywhere for 50% off, where would you go? I have been watching a lot of Married at First Sight, and their honeymoons are all to very tropical, fun islands, and I would like to go on one of those trips. What's the... That one place, it's that country where you're... It's like a long boardwalk, and they have like the the huts on the water. Is it the Maldives? Maldives? I don't know. Oh, is it um, Bora Bora? Is that what it is? May, I'm going to look it up. Hold on. Y'all Hold keep on. Y'all I, keep, You got it? I have a resource behind me, Carla. What is that island with the um, with the huts on the water? <laughs> she knows what we're talking about. I don't know what y'all are talking about. I feel like, I feel like several places kind of have that kind of a style. I'm going to look up. Is it Maldives? The Maldives? Something. I, so I feel like a it's... bunch of islands have them. Yeah. Uh, like, um, the top, Mal- the top two results by Google are the Maldives and Bora Bora. So yeah, okay. I would like to go there. It has this kind of kind of deal? Hold on. I'm sorry. I would def, I would definitely no, go I to Ireland for mine. You would go where? To Ireland. To Ireland. That was a great accent, David. Can I hear it again? To Ireland. There's <laughs> <laughs> mine, so. I have been and watching. I'm the Irish kid. <laughs> I've been watching a lot of YouTube videos about life in Japan, which I think has oh, always cool. interested me, and so I would really like to visit Japan. But I would also like to. I mean, I also feel like, from a standpoint, if it every if I had one round trip ticket that was fifty percent off, I would go to wherever on my list was the most expensive to go. Smart. So I don't know where that is, but yeah. Oh, I was supposed to read the next question. Um, let's see. Okay, so this week, Carolina basketball tweeted. Nine, and I also posted on Instagram nine uniforms that um, I guess we can retweet now. But let's rank all of them, I think would be the best thing to do. So we yeah. retweeted it from our account there on Carolina Basketball's account. If you're in Carolina Basketball Twitter, you've probably seen them, but 
Let's rank them. Would anyone like to go first? I'll go first. Okay. Okay, so my top two basically equal with each other are the standard home and away uniforms, five and six. Then my next best is the throwback from, is that from the Phil Ford era, I think? Which one? Number four, the one that we wore the past two uh, years. Um, that one's from the Jordan era, I believe. I thought no. number two's from no, the no, Jordan no, era. Number two, two is Jordan. the Jordan era. Two is Jordan yeah. era, you're right, yeah. Uh, whatever, the throwback one that we've been wearing the past couple of years. You know the one I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. And then I have number nine, which is the black version of our standard uniform. And then I have number two, which is the Jordan era home uniform. And then I have number one, which is the gray alternate. And then I have number seven, which is the uniform we wore for the Duke game this year. Then I have number eight, which is the Julius Peppers era interlocking NC white uniform. And oh, then yeah, I it's have, the Julius Peppers era. Nobody else. Well, just because <laughs> that's the. I know that he's worn that one. I've seen a video of him dunking wearing that uniform. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I have number three, which is the PK80 uniform from last year. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think that it's really in tears more than anything. I think 56492 are in a tier one is kind of by itself in the middle and then three seven and eight are way below maverick what do you think i think my kind of i'll I'll try to do it in a tier kind of like a three tier kind of thing i would say tier one it would definitely be five four and nine uh with the the all Carolina blue because I just like it better even though the shorts and the jersey almost never match for some reason and it looks very saturated on TV but I just love Carolina blue I do like the um, the black unis we're 2-0 and o in the black unis and they just look really cool so I we really like those UCLA and who else with the black unis I think we played them both times in it oh really okay I think it was 2016 and 2018 we played you know, I want to say we played UCLA both times, and we won both games. Uh, and so, I, and I also just like the retro feel for. I'd say the next tier is six, two, and seven. Uh, six being the the white home, number two being the Jordan era, and seven being this year's Duke jersey. I like the the text or not the texture, but the the heathering. Like, yeah, like it looks kind of like mar- not marbly, but it has a nice kind of rusty kind of look. I always like that kind of a look. I mean, the big NC, and then the bottom tier being the uh, the PK jersey, uh, the Julius Peppers jersey, as Aaron calls it, because <laughs> that's when we had the really tall N in the NC. If you notice, I mean, I don't like that one, and then the grays. I don't really like the grays that much. I think. If you... like, so, to be clear, I think number one is probably my least favorite. Mm. Number eight is my second least, and the I do like the Phil Knight jerseys. They're the third least, I it, just because I still like the the black argyle. I, I'll save my comments for the end if David and Colby all want to go. I'll go next, and then David, best for last. 
yeah okay now you're just sucking up (laughs) (laughs) so i'll also go in tiers but i'm gonna go i'm gonna rank within the tiers so my favorite is gonna be number four the charlie scott throwbacks and then five the away uniform six the home uniform to the jordan era that's tier one tier two is the black for black sake um nine (laughs) Uh, the gray for gray sake one, <laughs> um, and then the bottom tier is gonna be the um, PK eighty, the this year's Duke game, the big um, NC heathered blue, um, and then last is going to be the um, Julius Peppers. Uh, uh, yeah, I'll just I'll follow along and do kind of a tier. Um, but I'll also rank it uh, in my top tier. I would go five, six, and two. I really, I really like two. Uh, it's, it's tough. I don't know. I feel like I'm copping out if I put four in the top tier as well. I it's that's a coin toss at that point. But I just like the look of the second one better. Um, so that top tier is two, five, and six. Uh, middle tier is. Four, nine, and six. I don't know because I like the Julius Pepper era ones. I know I don't really like the tall end either, but I like it better than the other three. So I'm gonna throw that in the middle, and then one, seven, and three. Uh, so the gray, the PK eighty, and whatever number seven is. I just think <laughs> it, it just it just yeah. So that's that's my bottom tier. Uh, my favorite is is honestly five, which is the um, classic, you know, Carolina blue uh, that we wear now. So um, when Maverick told us about the sale for the um, Duke uniforms this year from Johnny T-shirt, I got all the all the jerseys were on sale. I got the our current away uniforms. I got the the ones we used again this year against Duke. You've I'll, worn it. I've, I'll look down at it and I'll think about how we lost that game, but I still like it a lot. <laughs> so the comments that I have, I think our current home and away would be perfect if the North Carolina was a little bit bigger of a font. I think it's a little small for my taste. Like if we put the number four's font. Number four on, or number nine, it would be perfect. Yeah, I think that number one would be really cool if it had the design of our home or away uniform. Like if number one was number nine, but in gray. The the thing about our current home and away, it's, as far as font size, is that number nine has the last Nike cut on it. Yeah, that's that true. Was a little bit wider than the ones we have now, or like the like almost racer back. That's true. I, I do. Really I do. Like that is probably my only on thing our, about the current ones. I love. I love the cut on the current uniforms, but I feel like you could still make the font a little bit bigger. So yeah, the, the cut's fine. I just. I don't like. The, I don't care for the font. I want North Carolina to be bigger. Um. I think if they did that redesign that I was saying of number one to make it our home uniform, but in gray. That would be a really cool alternate, and then we could wear one and nine each once every year or two. Uh, somebody did a uh, uniform tweaking for.
for like every power five school and they have i just sent to our group dm it has a script carolina as the font i kind of dig it i'm not a big fan i feel like it's trying to be like modern for modern's sake definitely looks like baseball and basketball mixed it reminds me more of a you go Oh, I, just, I would be happy if we used the script Carolina more. No, I think it looks fine. I, if we wore that jersey, I would dig it. It's not my style. I wouldn't hate it. I just wouldn't like it. It, it feels more like a Hornets uniform than a Carolina uniform to me. It's very NBA uniform vibes. The way I would tweak it is to not have the Carolina at at a diagonal, have it completely horizontal, and make the twenty three bigger in the middle. Anyway, um, so back to my comments. Number two and number four, I think, are both very solid retro uniforms. Like, there's not much that I would change about those. I would love to see the retros with Argyle. I feel like it's just too important now. I agree, but I also feel like the lack of Argyle is what makes them more retro-y. Like, other, if there was Argyle on them, the only difference would just be the piping. Uh, and the old short design on, number, on both of them. Mm-hmm. And then 3, 7, and 8 all just look like practice uniforms that we tried to make into game uniforms in my opinion and on number three especially the argyle only on the right side really annoyed me oh true i forgot that it was only on one side oh man yeah i'm maybe i want to put that one at the bottom (laughs) anyway uh... i actually have one other tweak now that i thought about it The one thing that I really like about number eight is that it was the old-style Argyle, where in the negative space diamonds, we had the small, darker-colored diamond in there as well. I wish that we had that more complex Argyle design still. Hmm. Shall we move on? I have one question. Colby, did you you look through (laughs) all of the redone jerseys in this thread you sent? Uh, I looked through some of them, not all of them. What? I, I'm kind of biased, but this this NC State one is oh kind of god, tragic. it's disgusting. It's, it's bad. It's, it's kind of tragic. Bad. It's really bad. It's a stupid little hat. It's <laughs> a very Adidas jersey. Conversely, Did I kind of really, I really like Pitts. I like the Pitt redesign with the kind of graffiti yeah. look. Oh, I, I like don't like the gradient. gradient. I like I any kind like of gradient, gradient look. I really like Syracuse's jersey. Our, I guess I will retweet this um, thread as <laughs> well. Um, I, the opposite of Maverick, I hate every gradient. I I think it's very hard to make a gradient look good. I think the pit one doesn't look bad, but I also don't think it looks good. That's fair. That's fair. I think Notre Dame's looks like a doormat. I think they're trying a little too hard with both Notre Dame's and... Virginia Tech, where Virginia Tech has like the break. Yeah. yeah, and with Louisville's as well. I don't get why Louisville gets diamonds and we don't get Argyle. You know, <laughs> I feel like if one team yeah. in the ACC should have diamonds, it should be Carolina. 
and, and on Kentucky's, the they don't have checkerboard or Tennessee. And I feel like he's a fan can, of the unbalanced uniforms with the one side having to design. Hmm. Wait, okay, so if you go into his Twitter page, he did one for Northwestern, and I really like it. It's his top tweet right now, and it has, like, the Chicago flag stars going down the side, even though Northwestern... I really like that. Chicago. Yeah. I like it a lot. Yeah, it's nice. I, I just don't get some of his decisions on what iconic things to put on and not put on. Like, he gives Indiana the candy stripe. He gave us some Argyle, but he did not give Tennessee or... Kentucky, the checkerboard. He gave Purdue train tracks on their jersey. Like, I feel like the Argyle, the checkerboard, and the candy stripe are three of the most iconic patterns that are associated with a school or with schools. He gave Bama the elephant print. (laughs) 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 Just go ahead and give Florida gator print. Interesting. Okay, so that is the end of that topic. I have no fun segue outside of that. Um, outside of that one. What else do we have? Oh, y'all see Roy's beard? Yes. yes. Daddy Roy. <laughs> With the Coach Pop vibes. Right? He ought to keep it. He looks good with a beard. It's not too shabby. I liked it. And I know that he's uh he's he's chilling at home. Well, he said he's golfed too. He said he's been very careful about golfing. Uh and that he's just sitting at home watching CNN. So <laughs> so Yeah, I forget um it's probably someone from Tar Heel blog who was on um an ACC podcast who was talking about Roy golfing a, a lot right now. But are we all growing out the facial hair? I just shaved today because it's Easter and it gave me an excuse and I knew I was going to have to take pictures with my family. But I was getting close to a beard. I was as close as I've ever been. <laughs> as close as I've ever been. Today when I was FaceTiming with my family, um, Maverick, stop, you can grow a beard. Uh, when I was FaceTiming <laughs> uh, with my family, they were like, oh, wait, Colby, you have a beard. And I was like, uh, it's getting there. It's getting there. I have my microphone in front of my face, but it's... I'm, I'm it's, just sitting over here just trying to check mine out, make sure it's all good. Aaron, can, how are you Listen, doing? I'm... I, actually, I'm not, I was going to say that I was... I, I was going to say that I was a hair challenge, but then I remembered. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of, I would like to say that Tom Nook is afraid of bald people. I could not make my character bald in Animal Crossing, and I am upset <laughs> he, about it. He's I'm hairist. Thinking, I'm thinking about tweeting at Animal Crossing. You should. <laughs> you ought to. I know that you can buy more hairstyles, and I wonder. I'm going to check mine to see if bald. I is looked in through, the... and I'm pretty sure that bald was not one of the options. That's so weird. What are you going to do with people like? Bald, yeah, I know. Bald people the bald play this people too. Bald people exist. Yeah, they play this too. <laughs> they play Animal Crossing. This is bald erasure. <laughs> <laughs> Have you been shaving your head, Darian? I have not. Um, there are like clear hairs that are getting kind of long. 
but I'm fully committed to the not shaving anything until quarantine ends. Very nice. Very committed. I'll say it. Facial hair is makeup. <laughs> yeah, I need it. Listen, uh, nobody needs to look at me hairless. <laughs> like, I personally have done all shaved before and with short, like, almost buzzed all the way hair. And I do not look good. So I, I at least keep the mustache goatee combo. Yeah, I for sure look better. With, like, longer hair up top and a little bit of something, even if it's, like, a shadow. Yeah. Did so, y'all see what top, I... Sorry, go ahead. No, 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 go. I was segueing into something else. I was just gonna say, my hair up top is getting unruly. It's like I have a mop on my head. Is that picture that Lauren posted on that, your story from today? That is from today. Getting long. Extremely so. Anyway, go ahead, Aaron. Okay, so did you see the tweet that I sent last night about from the Capitol Theater about you can only listen to three bands out of the classic bands list? I did, yeah. Do you want to do that? Um, yeah, let me pull it up real quick. We can, but, like, holy crap, there's a lot of white people. Yes, <laughs> um, uh, that's tough. Let, let partially because find this so I can retweet it. So I just go ahead and I would of these I would say I'm gonna can you be name basic. Them all, please. Uh, no, because I don't know all of them. <laughs> Some of them. Okay, so there's Pink Floyd, the Almond Brothers Band. I don't know whose number three's logo that's is. That's Grateful Dead. Grateful Dead. Okay. Uh, the Beatles, Fleetwood Mac. Uh, 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 David Bowie, Bob Dylan, The Who, Talking Heads, The Doors, Kiss, and Led Rolling Zeppelin. Rolling Stones. Oh, is that Rolling Stones? I'm sorry. Yeah, that's Rolling Stones. See, now you know how I don't. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel like there are a couple major snubs from this list. Queen. Queen. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Like, how is Queen not on here? That's the biggest snub, I think. But what would your free be, David? Uh, I was going to say David Bowie, Fleetwood Mac, and the Beatles. I was going to say the same thing. Beatles and Fleetwood Mac are easily my one and two. I'm between Stones, David Bowie, The Who, and Bob Dylan for my fourth. I might go Pink Floyd, The Who, and Fleetwood Mac. You like The Who? Yeah. I, 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 that wasn't supposed to be judgmental. I was just curious. <laughs> <laughs> they had some out. good Guitar Hero hits. That came out really judgmental. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no. Like I said, I watched CSI a lot when I was younger, so I like all their titles. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. What this, else do we have? We've been going about 40 minutes. This tur- this turkey's getting to me. <laughs> <laughs> Unrelated note: Have you seen that movie? I I don't know. Don't ask me what it's called. All I know is that it has Jennifer Lopez, and uh, I think it's Ben Affleck. And all you need to know is that Jennifer Lopez is trying to solicit uh, Ben Affleck 
into intercourse and it's Thanksgiving and she's like it's turkey time (laughs) as she is is it Jersey girl hold on I'm gonna have to look it up and that scene kills me if you haven't looked at it before you have to look it up um she goes gobble gobble (laughs) sorry let's see I'm trying to think what I've been watching lately Uh, Amazing Grace uh, we finished season 10, moving on to season 11, All-Stars. Like I said, we've been watching a lot of Married at First Sight to fill our Love is Blind hole. Um, and it's just... Did what y'all see show, the new show that's coming out? Yes, I did. I don't think I'm going to watch it until it's, people tell me to watch it. It's basically like Love Island, but worse. Yeah, so the... Con- I totally even remember what it's called but the concept is it's a bunch of hot people and they're too hot to handle too hot to handle they're putting a bunch of attractive people in a compound and they aren't allowed to touch each other okay Um, (laughs) (laughs) i think there's a cash prize at the end and the more people do it the less that you can win yeah so like if you hug or kiss or do the do then you lose money I'm assuming that is there varying levels of egregiousness that lose you more money. So like, I don't know. I haven't I don't know. Time will tell. I think it comes out next Saturday, oh, next, oh, okay. next Friday actually. Because like, I feel like if you lost the same amount of money for a hug as like doing the surely beer. it is kind of tiered because that would make sense. Yeah, like if a Christian side hug does the same as like shoving your tongue down someone's throat. I don't get that. They're also doing like Love Island meets um, American Idol. It's like a The Bachelor presents some show where they, it's like a singing competition, and they everything's a duet, but it's also like trying to find a partner. I don't know. It's weird. Isn't that the Follow Your Heart one where the girl yeah. usually said like, "How am I supposed to fall in love when like or the words of the song are about love and I'm not in love or something like yeah, that?" Yeah, like how are you supposed to sing a love song with someone when you're not in love? Yeah, I don't know. Everyone's trying to jump on that bandwagon right now. Well, let me take that back because all of these shows had to be in production for like two years in advance. So let me let me walk that back. It's just they're all hitting at the same time. <laughs> um, I'm going to start watching The Amazing Race with Andrew. So I'm excited to get back into it. Because back in the day I watched it on TV, but I have not watched it in quite a while seasons 5, 7, and 9 are so good so good, the family edition sucks, family edition is um season 8 where it's families of 4 I remember and, that one yeah, they didn't even like go anywhere like the farthest away they went was Panama and Costa Rica, it was just a road trip through the US Yeah. that one was not good I played I, I played in an amazing race or, or in a the amazing race org yesterday which was fun how did that go uh there how was do you tw- do that it's just challenges basically there were 25 teams uh me and my partner finished in 11th we made it to leg seven out of 13 so i feel like we did pretty okay That's it was fun good. yeah and it, it I don't was, know. A lot of Amazing Grace comes down to who can get on the best flight. Yeah. 
that is why we ended up losing because you had a hundred dollars the entire time and you could walk for free which took 30 to 120 seconds you could bike for ten dollars which took 20 to like 70 seconds you could take a bus for twenty dollars which took 10 to 40 seconds or you could take a taxi that took five to 20 seconds so and here's we here's a question what what'd you say oh sorry you got robotty on me um if you had to go on the amazing race with anybody who would you take yeah. I don't know. I think that Andrew and I would do really well together until we inevitably got angry at each other for a stupid reason, and then one of us would storm off and we would lose. But I feel like him and I would work really well together up until that point. David, do you have an Amazing Race partner? Uh, I I have never seen The Amazing Race so it's basically who, like, in your life can balance out the things that you can't do. Oh, oh, Lauren, Lauren, listen. <laughs> listen. Everything that I am bad at, <laughs> she is extremely good at. She is my sense of direction. Anytime we go anywhere, she's like, a, she is a GPS as a person. <laughs> and I can't remember what turn I took to get to, you know, the street corner in my neighborhood. So <laughs> she, she, Yeah. <laughs> Can one of you drive stick? Uh, of the two of us, me. Because I've at least I'm not great at it, but I have learned the semi. But can you do <laughs> like? I have driven a car it? stick, but not much. Why? <laughs> because overseas, like most cars are uh, that's manual. True. That's true. Maverick, do you have an amazing race partner? I also have not seen the show. I probably don't at the moment, but we'll get there. <laughs> take uh, I, take Mo. Sure, I'll take Mo. <laughs> take Mo. <laughs> yep, I'll, I'll just go with it. Shout out to Mo. Mo. <laughs> I think, I think Carla and I would be good just because she, one, she can drive stick. Two, she will eat anything. <laughs> <laughs> so like, if there's like a really bad food challenge, like I can lean on her and she'll get that done. I don't know. It's fun. There are some challenges where you have to, only one person can do it, but they change the rules after one season where literally, if it was like a couple, the guy did all the physical challenges, like all the way through the season, and now they limit how many challenges he can do in this over the season. That makes sense. I think we do decently well. Anyway, is there anything else? Is that it? Are we done? I think, I think there was one more question. Was there one more question? About Did I miss one? Huff. Oh, oh yes. Yeah. I was going to read that one. I totally forgot. Uh, from uh, Michael Coe. Do you think uh, Brandon Huff is transferred simply a royal anomaly or sign to things to come with a big class coming in? The way I see it, I feel like, one, we were already, we already had too many scholarships, right? Because we were talking about KJ would probably give up his scholarship, correct? Yep. So now we are good on pace with scholarships. I'm sure that has something to do with it. Two, with two bigs coming in, with 
um, Garrison, Armando, um, Garrison, Armando, and Sterling coming back, it does not seem like there would be a place for him if he wanted to get significant minutes. And it sounded like that was one of the main reasons for him transferring, because you have Walker Kessler coming in, you have Dayron Sharp coming in, that are going to take a lot of those minutes almost immediately, probably. And so I, I do chalk it up to it's just a very crowded rotation at the moment, which is a good problem ultimately, but it, it does mean sometimes losing a player like this. I mean, I love Huff, even though he didn't exactly hit the potential that a lot of us saw. Uh, he still seemed like he was a very strong character on the team, that, uh, that good personality for the locker room. And so I do hope the best, hope he's able to find a really good program where he's able to develop like he's wanting to. For yeah. sure. Yeah. Uh, when you think about it, when you think of that backcourt, you've got, you know, Garrison Brooks, you've got Armando, you've got Walker Kessler, and you've got Dayron Sharp. If I remember correctly in the rotation, didn't Walker come off the bench before, Brandon? At the end of the season, Yeah. Yeah. So it's like he was pretty low down on the list, and I get he's really raw. He's got the physical like attribute, like he's a Hulk. But <laughs> there's like it's like Joel James, you know, and uh, it sucks to lose him. But I understand, and if he's gonna go get minutes somewhere and and, and be develop or get developed, then I I can't blame him, and I really hope that he gets that, you know, uh, I, I'm going to miss him. Obviously. I think he was a, like, you know, Maverick said, he's a really strong presence on the team. Um, but yeah, at the end of the day, I think, I think is to answer Michael's questions. I think it's an anomaly. I think it's just a crowded room. Um, honestly with next season, I'm just real. I'm worried about the wing spot. Like I'm worried about the three. I don't know about y'all. I'm really worried about the three spot. Like we have who, who's at the three. (laughs) Like, Most likely leaky at this point, and I'm assuming puff at this point. But we that might get filled though with this new development. Is uh, we there's currently a prospect, Kerwin Walton, uh, from Minnesota, who has been talking with UNC. He's committing on the 25th, so in about two weeks from now. There, it seems like everything's trending towards that, and this opens up the spot. Therefore, KJ would drop his scholarship to make room for it. It seems like to me like he's a Kenny Williams type. He's at least, he's not particularly like athletic per se, but plus on defense and his best ability is a is three point shooting. Not uh, not not particularly elite. It's according to like the scouting report on it, but it's his best attribute with a plus on defense. So it sounds I'm, and he's a top one hundred ish recruit. It sounds, it sounds to me a lot like it's a potential kind of Kenny Williams type player when he was recruited. A twenty-four-seven composite has him as ninety-seven um, in the class. He also is six-five with an afro. So yeah, very much uh, <laughs> Kenny Williams, <laughs> young Kenny Williams. I saw some of his highlights. It doesn't look like he's particularly quick. He has a respectable kind of uh, dribble. Uh, does have a really nice shot. I do like his jump shot. Seems like he does shoot a lot of threes. It was the same way with Kenny, and we saw we know how that turned out. Where it was kind of slow at first, but then by we, by the time we get to senior Kenny, one of the most beloved people on the team. So, at the bare sure. minimum, it'd be someone that could develop that is staying over four years to have some type of a base uh, for when the future comes, especially when we get to more and more 
reliance on freshmen and five-star players on teams? Is <clears throat> Maybe this is a hot take, maybe not. <clears throat> I think from everything that I've seen on Caleb Love, I'm not saying he's the better player than Cole Anthony. I think he's going to be a better fit in this system than Cole Anthony. Just from Very what much I've seen. a pro-transition kind of point guard that is definitely going to fit Carolina's style, I would say, more than Cole's. I think Cole definitely has just the great, a better level of talent, just raw talent to begin with. But I, I, do, I would agree with you. I think Caleb Love might be a, ultimately a, like a better fit. So between him and then getting R.J. Davis, who is sneakily one of the best guards of the country. I don't know how he goes under the radar, but – I mean, I do because he's five eleven. He literally goes under the radar. Yeah, that, I was just about to go there. <laughs> but you know, you know, isn't wasn't he Mister Basketball in New York? He sure was. And yeah, so he's you, tough. You better, you got to be real good if you, especially if you're five eleven, just to win Mister Basketball in New York. Because New York is a tough state for for not a tough state, but it, it, there's a lot of good hoopers in New York. And then to win Mister Basketball and to be five eleven and to be called the best shooter in this class. I'm hyped for R.J. Davis, like high key, very high. He's key. gonna get shifty on some people, and it's gonna get everybody hyped. Reminds me of Chris. Is it Chris Likes? Chris. Uh, yeah, from Miami. Miami. Yeah. Yeah. He's like five seven. So <laughs> yeah. Even more, even shorter, even more under the radar, if you will. But no, he's very quick. He has a really nice shot, but very agile. So that in a transition game, it seems like that would be a pretty good option. Like I said, I think our transition game is going to be daylight and dark better next year, no matter what. And we'll have some depth. Because Walker can run, too. Uh, Walker and Dayron catching lobs and running the court really well. I will say, though, like back to what Roy said in the, on the Inside Carolina, or what is it, the all-access. He's like, you have no idea how much you're going to have to run. You have no idea how much you're going to have to run. You really don't have any idea about how much you're going to have to run. When he pointed at Armando, like those bigs are going to be – Hoofing it. <laughs> yeah. But no, we have, it was, I want to say three. It might have been four Mr. Basketballs because RJ was Mr. Basketball in New York. Walker was Mr. Basketball of Georgia. And Caleb was definitely Mr. Basketball of Missouri. I don't rem- I don't think Puff was. Um, and then I don't think Dayron was Mr. Basketball. So I think we, that's three Mr. Basketballs, four McDonald's All-Americans. It's a pretty stacked class. And then we might get Kerwin as well. So that's going to make it a really complete group. They have Caleb Love. His NBA comparison is Gary Terry. Terry was here. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, they have him as a first-round projection. They have Kerwin, Kerwin Walton's projection as a Power 5 starter. They say he's a... But he's a high major um, starter, so I don't know. I am feeling good about the future of Carolina basketball and Carolina football. All good stuff. Yeah, I think this last season was uh, truly an anomaly. And we got some big news coming up in football going up this week, despite all the. The dead periods with recruiting and such. It's, there are still a lot of recruits that are making their commitments even during this time, and there are some that are pointing in our direction. And so, some pretty big talent. So, definitely keep an eye out for that. Stay tuned and stay tuned with us. We will talk to y'all in about a week. <laughs>